This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Okay, so this, this might be hard for some of you to hear, okay? And I'm just going to be honest, and I'm just going to say this all happened when I was young. Okay, and so you're just going to need to cut me some grace, hopefully more grace than first service did. All right. So so here's the thing. Growing up, I was a Dallas Cowboys football fan. <laughs> yeah. Chilling a brother, you know. And, and and the thing was, this is what I noticed, though. Growing up, and we'd be watching the game on TV, no matter who's in there, you know, family or family and friends, whatever, it would be third and one for the Cowboys, and we'd all be, yeah, first and ten's coming up right away, no problem, okay? Then, when I become a teenager and I move up to Wisconsin to go to school, and I'm watching the Packer game with all of my friends who are Packer fans, And it's third and one. And you know what they say? Might as well punt, you know? Don't even run the play. Just go ahead and punt. Big difference in perspective, right? Big difference. So so what's it in your life that's making it seem like it's fourth down? That you might as well punt. For some of us, it doesn't take a lot for us to get there. Maybe it's, it's just a, a little thought, and then suddenly anxiety just stabs us right in the stomach. For some of us, we're so, all it takes is a, is a phone call, and we look down at the phone, and we see the name and the number. For others of us, we... We check off something off our to-do list only to have three or four more things get added on top of it and we freak out. There's so much to do. We got to do it all right now. Maybe a a scheduling conflict arises and you start to get super nervous and and anxious about it. Or, Or maybe you walk into a room and it's full of people and you don't know anybody. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? For some of us, and you know who you are, you'll take a couple of pictures of the exact same thing because you're about to post it on social media, right? And and you don't want to get judged by people maybe you don't even know. For others of us, we're we're so anxious, we go shopping, we go clothes shopping, and it, it like takes us hours. And we can't find any clothes, even though the store is full of clothes, right? Can't find the right thing. And then finally we find it. We try it on like it looks great. We go home and then we try it on at home and oh, it looks different than it did in the store. And we got to take it back. Some of us are so anxious about the future. Am I going to have car trouble? Is she going to get in a car wreck? Am I the right person? What if people find out about the real me? 
some of us are so anxious that we're anxious about being anxious. And some of us who are so anxious about being anxious that we become anxious, we know that God is good and that he works through everything, but yet we're still going 100 miles an hour on that treadmill and we can't jump off. Anxiety. Anxiety is like a 16-pound bowling ball that we carry with us and we do life with wherever we go. Now, some of us, we're, we're sitting in church, one of the really like calmest places on earth, and we got this anxiety ball with us. You know, and we just, 16 pounds, and we're just, we got our hands, you know, like bowlers do and stuff like that. We got, and, and we go to work, and we've got a type, and we've got this anxiety ball there. And then our, our enemy comes in and, and throws in another bowling ball for us to juggle. And the bowling ball says, it's too much pain. It's, it's too hard. It's, it's too difficult. You should just give up. And we're trying to juggle these things going and it's heavy and it's hard. And our, our enemy throws in another 16-pound bowling ball for us to mess around with. And that bowling ball says, oh, God doesn't care. And it just gets heavier and heavier and the tension is rising and we don't know what to do. And our stomach's on a constant roar. And then the enemy comes in and throws in another 16-pound bowling ball into middle all of that. And we catch it and that bowling ball says, there is no God. And we're living our lives with these heavy burdens of our enemy's lies. Our eyes are off God and our eyes are on ourselves. And the enemy has this plan for anxiety for you and me and that would be that he would distract us from God and that he would discourage us. And that he would isolate us and, and make us feel lonely and that there would make us feel like we are hopeless. And it's super hard because you see, Anxiety is fear that there's no hope outside of me. And you know what it's like, those of you who struggle with anxiety. We strive for comfort, for perfection, for control. We strive for safety, approval, and success. And, and it's got to go across all the lines. Nothing can get messed up. And, and sometimes in our striving for anxiety, it's not only that we're striving for these things, we're striving to avoid things like pain and discomfort and displeasure and rejection and hatred and failure. And it's just on and on. And our anxiety cup, runneth over, all over us and all over the place. And let's be fair and honest. There are some scary things that not only happen out there, but that happen in here. Sometimes life is really, really difficult. Sometimes for, for some of us, what that is meant or what that will mean is, is divorce. For some, what it means is that a, a loved one has, has passed away. And maybe even that loved one has passed away by their own hand. 
a medical diagnosis that is horrific, right? A loved one that we care so much about and the path is so easy, so clear, but they are addicted to some substance and it's anything but clear or easy for them and then for us as well. We turn the calendar page and another bill comes in and then another one and another one and it, and it just keeps on mounting. Seems like day by day, our hope gets taken away a little bit more, a little bit more until we find ourselves overwhelmed and feeling hopeless. Is there any hope outside of us? Is there any hope outside of us? Jesus knows all about difficult times. Jesus knows all about the struggles and the pain and the anxiety of real life. And, and it's not just because he like read a book or took a class on it or saw a movie, but he knows about it by his own real personal experience. Think about it, when, when Jesus was just a little guy, he and his family were on the run. An enemy king wanted his life. Just as a little guy, he was already on the run. For Jesus, he, he loves all people dearly. And for so many of the people that Jesus loves dearly, they, they hated him. They didn't have time for him. They thought he was a fraud. They misused and abused him. I want you to know that, that Jesus was overwhelmed, went to, so much so, overwhelmed so much so, he just said this, I'm overwhelmed to the point of death. That struggle was so real, that tension, that anxiety was so real that Jesus actually went through a medical condition called hematridosis, which means that the capillaries in his head burst and he was sweating drops of blood. That's how tough it got for Jesus, right? And, and in the midst of those blood, sweat, and tears, he remained faithful. He persevered through that intense time of suffering, knowing that God was working through all things for the good of his kingdom. And I want you to know that, that when, when I'm talking about that, that Jesus knew that God was making all things work for the good of his kingdom, that we're not talking about an institution or an organization. When I'm talking about that Jesus was working and God was working for the good of his kingdom, what that means is, is Jesus was working for your good and for mine. So it's just this horrible time, so intense that he was praying and his blood was pouring out and it got worse. He was crucified by the people he came to save. And while he was on that cross, he experienced the greatest separation anxiety possible. He suffered literal hell. And at that time, Jesus cried out, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know why Jesus cried that out? 
so that you would never have to cry that out. He took your spot. Jesus cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me so that in everything you would always have hope? You see, so often when we are overwhelmed, what's really gone on so, so often is we have magnified, we've taken like a magnifying glass and we've looked at our issues and our circumstances and we've blown it out of proportion. We've not only taken our eyes off God, we've magnified the problem. We're not even seeing God clearly, let alone magnifying him. So this morning, let's just take a a couple of minutes and magnify God and look at his glory. And so we go into the scripture's words that were directed by the Holy Spirit of God. And we find these words. It says, therefore, since we have been justified, okay, that means declared not guilty, not guilty of sin. And because we're not guilty of sin, we're at peace with God. God is on our side. God is pulling for us. God is rooting for us. God has plans for us. That's just the deal. That's who he is. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, okay, not through works, not through accomplishment, not through avoidance of pain, not through anxiety, not through weary, not through fears, not through personality, not through giftedness, not through money, not through our gifts and possessions, but through faith in him, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, that, that hope outside of us is found in Jesus. In that hope, we now stand. We are in the middle of it. We can rejoice in it. We can revel in it. The scripture by the Holy Spirit goes on and says, and so we boast in the hope of the glory of God. The glory of God is that he would do what we did ever even think possible. The glory of God is that he would not only think about it, but that he would actually accomplish it. The glory of God is this, that he has absolutely, positively removed all of your sins. You can feel you have them, but you don't. He absolutely, positively removed all of your sins and opened heaven wide open to you. He knocked down the wall of separation that was separating us with God. Just think about it. All of us together, all of us together, we could try and tear apart that wall of separation for our whole lives, all of us, and we would never even move it a millimeter, never even get a crack in it, all of us together, and Jesus knocked it down. The path is clear. You see, the the glory of God is found not so much in you and I striving to find and reach out to God, but it is found, the glory of God is found in him striving to reach out to you and me and to find us. 
The glory of God is not so much about the lengths that you and I would go to to find God, but the lengths that God has gone to to find us and to welcome us home. The glory of God is seen when we can't see a way that God has already prepared the way. The glory of God sounds like this. It says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Only God, only God would even think about that, let alone accomplishment. Through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we have the ability to look at life, to go through life with a completely different perspective. See, Jesus came to, to break down that separation that we have between us and God. Jesus came to bring us peace with God, peace from our own anxieties, and even clearing away the darkness of our sin. See, the, the more you and I see Jesus, not just in a book, the more you and I see Jesus, not just in a building, the more you and I see Jesus in our life, the more we see that Jesus is the hope that changes everything. He is not a distant God. See, our, our circumstances may very well be the same. They, they may not have, have changed, but how we view them, how we perceive them is completely different. If you go outside tonight at, at 10 o'clock at night, it's gonna be dark, right? Not gonna be able to see all that much, but if you put on night vision goggles, guess what? You're gonna see things differently. Jesus shines the light into the dark places of our life, even into the dark places of our heart. Even to this degree that while we may be going through tough times, we may be suffering, we can actually glorify in our suffering. The scripture says we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, hope allows us to see our situation from the perspective of the truth and love of God instead of from the perspective of the lie of the enemy. See, we may suffer, but that suffering 
produces perseverance. And as we persevere, our character becomes more and more like God. And we see that God is working through this. We have this trust and this hope and this confidence that God is working even in the difficult time for our good. Think of it, think of it this way. Again, the perspective change. Lenticular printing. Lenticular printing is images that are multidimensional. And so what you see in that image is based on where you're looking at that image from. You've probably seen some of these, maybe in a store or something or a museum. You, you walk by and there's like a, a, a swan just chilling out on the lake, right? You look at it from a little bit different angle and that same swan has its beak in the water. Through Jesus, we have a perspective change on reality. And so when we're going through tough times, when we're going through anxious times, and they're going to be those times, identify what's going on. Validate it. You know, this is real. This is what's going on. But then align it with God's truth. Okay? Identify, validate, and then align it with the truth of God. You see, in our lives, right, what we see in front of us, that's our reality. That's a small r reality, okay? But there's another big R reality that's going on, and that's God's reality. We see it a certain way. God sees it in a much bigger and grander way. There's another part of the picture. Know that if your small R is tough, that God's got a big R, and it's good. So how do you do that, though? Okay. Maybe you've heard of that thing, stop, drop, and roll. Hmm? Stop, drop, and pray. Stop the spin. Drop. Either figuratively or literally on your knees. And pray that God would allow you to see the truth of that circumstance, that situation, that suffering that you're going through. It's almost Christmas. We're almost at the end of 2019. You know what the most popular verse is for 2019? It's Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It's on the screen. Let's read it together. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with petition, with your... You know, maybe I should read it off the screen myself, right? <laughs> Let's just, let me try it again. If you want to join with me, I'll follow you this time, okay? I can't wait to see what my paper says later. Let's try it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Don't be anxious about anything, but present your request to God. Pray God's word. Pray a word that, that helps you in the difficult times. Learn, learn some of God's word, 
right? Don't, don't just save it for our worship time together. Take a, a little bit of time. Maybe Isaiah 40, our reading that we had this morning, you know, one of those verses said, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arm and he carries them close to his heart. I can't tell you how many times that passage has helped me because it reminds me of who Jesus is. He's my good shepherd. He takes care of me. He carries me in his arms close to his heart. You know? And to to learn that passage, if, if you wanted to do that, that would probably take you five minutes. Okay? And, it, and if you struggle with that, write it down on an index card just so you have it, just so you remember God's great love for you. Mm-hmm. You're going through a difficult time, call up or text a friend. God gives us friends to help us out. Friends are amazing. And, and a friend who's praying for us, that's priceless. When your emotions are stirred, when you got a knot in your gut, and you feel like you got a punt, remember two things. One, your enemy is lying to you. He's lying to you. He'll let you identify and validate but not align with God's truth. Your enemy is lying to you. Second thing, when you're going through difficult times, remember who Jesus is. He's your compassionate savior and friend, your deliverer, your comforter, the one who's conquered all things. So maybe let's, let's just do it this way because it's, it's today where we're almost at Christmas and, and I know, I know that here today, some of you, at least one of you, at least one of you opened up your gifts before it was Christmas time, okay? Not gonna call for a show of hands because I'd have to raise my hand too, all right? But let's do this, let's, let's open Jesus up before Christmas. And so when you're going through difficult today, what I'd ask you to do is take a look at the baby Jesus in the manger. And then get just a little bit different perspective on it. And see that that baby Jesus has grown up into an adult man, is hung on a tree, but not a nice Christmas tree, the tree of the cross, where he did take on all your sins. Tilt your head just a little bit more at the manger and see Jesus walking out of the empty tomb because he conquered death. Death couldn't hold him. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Take another just a little bit different perspective and see that Jesus is standing right beside you. And he's holding you. And just one more little look at that present, the present of Jesus. 
and see that Jesus is actually inside of you. When you can't see, when you can't see, trust in Jesus because he is the hope that changes everything. Let's pray. Lord God, as we gather here this morning, some of us are, are really hurting. It's okay, you're here with us. You're patient with us. You're compassionate. You have your love for us, the love for family and friends. Lord, as, as we gather here this morning, you know, nine days before Christmas Eve, 10 days before Christmas, there's so much to do. And the anxiety is running high. But the truth is, there's so much to do all of the time. And we get caught up in it so often. We get distracted and we get discouraged. Lord God, Holy Spirit, we ask for your help, your guidance. We ask that you would lead us this day and every day to stop, drop, pray, and remember the truth of Jesus in our lives. And help us to live our lives, whatever may come, from that truthful and honest perspective that Jesus, you are the hope that changes everything. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.